Hi, Insiders. Welcome back to a new episode of Disney Movie Insiders Presents. Today, we're talking to you, fellow Disney movie fan, and introducing The Fan Within. Just like this podcast, The Fan Within is a celebration of Disney movie fandom produced by Disney fans for Disney fans. There, you're invited to enjoy exclusive original content spotlighting other passionate Disney movie fans, like today's guest, Black Panther artist and former Disney Imagineer, Nicholas Smith. His piece, The Women of Wakanda, is now available as a Disney Movie Insiders exclusive reward, and he's going to tell us all about it. One of the coolest Disney fans out there has to be Nicholas Smith. His fandom and creative genius has been seen all around the world with his work in Imagineering. Even beyond his years at Disney, he created a very special tribute piece, The King Chad. I visited this mural in particular multiple times and was truly moved to witness fans embrace the artwork not only with photos, but also by striking their own Wakanda Forever pose. Its permanent home is now at Children's Hospital Los Angeles, a true testament that Nicholas Smith is here to inspire. With so much heart and humility, Nicholas's work brings joy to many, and I'm so thrilled he's with us today to talk about his work with Disney Movie Insiders. Nicholas Smith, welcome to the show. Lisa, how's it going? It's so good to have you. So happy to get to talk to you today. Okay, so let's start with, you know, we know that you've worked for Disney. We know all the success you've had. But let's start where it all began. Like, give us a little bit of your background. Okay, so let's see. I'm wondering how far back I should go. But, um, <laughs> I'll go all the way back to Houston, Texas, um, where I was born and okay. raised. And um, that's where I basically started my love for art and always drawing and, you know, just always making, you know, creating, recreating cartoons and things that I saw on TV and comic books and stuff and ended up going to college for architecture. That's how I found out about Disney and that they have a place that designs theme parks. Entered the Imaginations competition and I found myself with a job at Imagineering. Um, And that's where I worked, you know, designing Disney theme parks for 11 years. Um, And all that entire time while I was doing the architecture thing, I kind of had this idea and this voice in my head saying that I should be making art all the time (laughs) instead of architecture. Mm -hmm. And so I would like go home and just, you know, create sketches. And, you know, eight years ago, I started my Sunday sketch series where I just make a new art piece every Sunday. And it's just been nonstop making art. At, At the time, it was, you know, nights and weekends at home. Um, but a couple of years ago, I decided to jump into the art thing full time. And, you know, now I'm I'm a full time artist, artivist um, and, you know, concept designer for films. And um, yeah, doing a lot of still do a lot of work with Marvel and Disney. And um, so that's awesome. Um, but yeah, just now I'm doing the art thing all the time, which I maybe I should have been doing a long time ago, but now, yeah, that's, it's my full time thing now. I remember, you know, meeting you years back now, it feels like, and oh my goodness, I could tell you were just busy. You were on the rise. Like there was just, you have just this energy where, you know, you're going places. And so talk to us a little bit about that, where I imagine that's a, that's a tough transition. Probably you've worked to get to Disney and then to transition out. How did that journey come about? And was it easy? 
What was ultimately that voice that was like, okay, it's time to take the next step? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was working on so many awesome projects at at Disney and Imagineering, and, and the, you know, I every time I talk to somebody. They say like, you know, that must be a dream job. You must like never mm-hmm. want to ever leave there. And I was doing so many great projects. I was meeting so many awesome people like you and being on the kickball team and all this. <laughs> our wonderful kickball team um, that won zero games. Um, it was wonderful. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, I had a lot of... Um, just dreams and goals and and things that I wanted to do on my own and creating my own artwork and that's kind of um, how the the Sunday sketch series really progressed which was whatever's happening in the world I want to reflect what's going on that turned into children's books opportunities um, creating art of Simone Biles um, who's from Spring Texas like me and that turned into a children's book um, with Barnes and Noble, and then there was like a mm-hmm. fan art for Lionsgate that turned into a real movie poster, and you know, um, making so cool. art for Black Panther, you know, stuff like that. Um, all this kind of things that I just kept popping up over and over, where it's like maybe this is what you should be doing, and then you know, eventually I I just said you know I have to I have to give it a shot and just jump into it and see how it goes. And I, I was working um, with Ryan Coogler on um, early, early, early Space Jam sequel artwork. And um, I think that was one of the moments where I was like, okay, yes, this is what I should be doing. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that just working on all of these types of like really huge projects um, while at the same time doing architecture and, you know, uh, working on um, the Avengers campus and stuff like that at work. Um, everything just kind of was colliding, but then at the same time, the the artwork um, just grew so big that it was like, you know, people all over were like sharing my art and President Obama was like sending me thank you letters and crazy things oh that gosh. would happen where it's like, okay, <laughs> the art thing is what you should do, do it. And so I, I jumped into it. Amazing. Yeah, it sounds like all the right signs were there, clearly, for liftoff, for you to just take this on full time. You talked a little bit about Avengers Campus, and obviously that is now out in the world. Do you ever reminisce about some of your favorite projects that you worked on as an Imagineer that are now live and you can now talk about? Because I remember, Nicholas, that all had to be under wraps. (laughs) Right. There were so many things that I years of of designs that will never see the light of day that I, at the time I couldn't talk about. Um, I mean, Shanghai Disneyland was was amazing that, you know, being able to go to China and um, design something from the ground up, that was was fun. Um, Definitely the Avengers Campus was just years of designs that, (laughs) designs in, you know, different iterations and, um, you know, Starting from the, from the um, what used to be the Tower of Terror, and redesigning mm. that, and trying to figure out what that exactly would look like, and then even you know working on um, the Children's Hospital project where we were just trying to bring Disney mm. magic to the hospitals, 
Um, and that was kind of the the big overlap that I felt like, you know, I had done the Children's Hospital Project and Avengers Campus. And, you know, when, when Chadwick Boseman passed away, it was like, that was one of my big inspirations for making the King Chad piece that I did was just like, that was both of my worlds at WDI um, put together um, right there. Gosh, what a powerful piece. I mean, I myself saw that a few times in person and I saw obviously it blow up all over the internet on social and it's just, it's more though than just it being so well known. It's so moving. Like when you go and see it in person, people you can see are just drawn to it and they're moved by it. And that's something so, so special that can only come from like a very just heartfelt, talented person such as yourself. So I actually want to ask a little bit about that. You've created these very powerful pieces within Disney, beyond Disney. How would you describe how your art has evolved over time? Um, I would say that, okay, so it started off um, really, um, truly it started off as art as therapy, just therapy for me, Um, just trying to like lift my own spirits, you know, just um, really just making simple sketches in Photoshop, um, little really learning how to learning how to make paintings in Photoshop, digital paintings like that. Um, And it was just, you know, I it was, you know, eight years ago, I was going through a divorce and it was a really tough time. And I was like, I just need to make art to try to pull myself out of this low spot. And so I was just, you know, making anything and putting it out there. Um, And that honestly, it turned into um, art as therapy for other people, because now so many people write me and say that, you know, your art has helped me to smile or, you know, help me to um, laugh or cry, you know, grieve through this traumatic situation, this, you know, moment of injustice, something that's happened. And that's that's the crazy thing is like now it's it it has become a therapeutic thing for so many people, um, and and then it's not just the the tragic moments, but it's also just like moments of celebration, just like you know, just people that there are so many heavy things in the world that it's just like sometimes you know we just need to have art that celebrates and, and you know gives hope and joy and. Um, so it was really cool to see that what the art has become and, and, you know, what it's able to do. It does so much. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because what you're saying, obviously, is the art runs the gamut. And I myself personally, yeah, makes me smile, makes me get emotional, makes me feel connected. And so thank you for doing that and being vulnerable and obviously taking something so personal to you, sharing it with the world and people can connect and feel moved. So, yeah, thank you for that. I will ask about Artivist. Talk to us about the use of Artivist and how it's different or how you how you explain artist, activist, and Artivist. My idea of, of being an artist early on um, didn't, like early, early on, like maybe, <laughs> you know, 15, 20 years ago, might not have had that element of activism. And so at this point, they are combined. It, it's art and activism. It's I, I look at it as finding 
that what I call the broken bones in the world. There's like so many things that need to be fixed and worked on. Mm-hmm. And if you look out into the world, there's like a ton of things that are not working right and broken. And so it's basically using art to inspire people to make a positive change in the world, like helping them mm-hmm. to, you know, there's millions of people, especially last year in 2020, millions mm-hmm. of people who are just sitting around wanting to be able to help and make a positive change in some sort of way. So it's like, how can you do that? Like, what is it that you can do to make this positive change? Like, can you, when you see this artwork, um, will it um, remind you that this problem exists and here's where you can go to put your name on this petition and, you know, contact your district attorney, your mayor, whatever, Mm. and make some real change, you know? Um, So that's the cool thing about artivism. It's like, it's, it's not purely just like, you know, look at it for entertainment and move on. And it's like, learn something about this issue. Like, Mm -hmm. what is the problem? How can I fix it? How can I be a part of the solution? Um, And so that's the thing I I love about it is it's, um, there's, you know, with the, there was a moment when after the, uh, after Tatiana Jefferson was killed, um, you know, one of the congressmen, uh, Mark Vesey, actually put the art like on this giant board and like, was using it on the on the floor of, of Congress to like to actually you know advocate for you know police um, brutality reform and you know just actually changing laws and and how we can um, create a world that is more you know along the lines of justice for all like we talk about all the time um, mm-hmm. and just to see that my art was used for that purpose it's like that's that's the purpose of artivism i feel like you've seen your artwork <laughs> just go to different levels and how fulfilling that must be because as you're saying so much is not working but the art is truly working and it's getting out there and it's getting people informed and moving them to action so yeah thank you thank you for again like you just it's your journey and this is where you're at so cool Okay, so let's let's talk about your work with Disney Movie Insiders, which I'm pretty excited about. So the Women of Wakanda art. Talk to us about how this piece came about. Yeah, um, this was this was a, a really special project, and um, so thankful that Disney Movie Insiders reached out and was really just trying to figure out how we can collaborate on on something. Um, and I felt like. You know, for me, um, <clears throat> I have I have such a deep connection with I feel like with Wakanda <laughs> and Marvel and all of the work that I have already done for years. Um, you know, with Disney um, and related to Black Panther, um, and I was just feeling like you know what I want to see if I can in some way highlight the women of Wakanda and just try to try to bring light to how awesome they are and i i had a a great opportunity to um help out on on the sequel a little bit with some artwork and um man i just i wanted to make something that that could in some way just really try to bring light to how amazing these characters have been created how amazing they they have been 
really written into these stories. And I just feel like they're they're like they should be celebrated more in, in artwork and you know, and spin-off stories and all kinds of stuff. Like they, they should be celebrated more. And so um I just wanted to make this piece uh, that that in in kind of um what I say in the traditional Disney style, um, which is not typically my style, but I I love kind of like that crossover element a lot of times of if there is a live action making giving it the classic Disney animated feel or or vice versa, like, you know, um classic animated, um, giving them more of a realistic look. Um, just doing those those little kind of spins. Um, and so this one does that and, and gives it the classic look, kind of like, um, you know, what if there was a Women of Wakanda classic Disney animated movie from the 1990s or something like that. You There's the known look of the characters, but then you put your own spin on them. What's your process like as you're making those moves with the art? Um, I think it goes back to um, kind of like, honestly, the the protest art and the street art and things that I, when I'm teaching classes about um, um, protest art, it, a lot of it has to do with um, mashing things together, mashups or jarring juxtaposition or like things that, looking at things from a different angle in order to get people to notice something right away. Like um, if you have some artwork that you want people to, to see quickly as they're scrolling through a million things on social media um do some sort of juxtaposition like that or change the perspective and so um i just i just love that idea of you know this is how you've typically seen these characters um and now Mm -hmm. i'm going to give a little twist like i i uh years ago created um, the Obama family as the Incredibles, kind of like yes. Pixar style, <laughs> but the Obamas, you know? And it's like, I don't know, something, when these mashups or these twists happen, like something explodes in people's brains and they're like, oh, I love that, you know? It's um, it's just looking at things from a different perspective. And so um, I was like, if I'm gonna do a tribute to the women of Wakanda, then I want to do it in a style that people don't normally see. Um, I don't want to make them like look exactly like the film, like just um, change that up a little bit. Um, so yeah, it, it's got, it's got, you know, Ramonda and Shuri and Nakia and Okoye and um, just all kind of like in their own, their own like particular pose that I feel like defines their character, but they're all together. Um, and yeah, you you have like the Queen Ramonda, who is the Queen Mother, who is just like the glue that holds everybody together. Um, and, you know, you have this amazing warrior general with, you know, with her spear, and you have this chief technology officer with her amazing magical vibranium and, and Nikia, mm, who's yeah. just like this <laughs> kind of like, this sweet like soul but also a fierce leader and so i don't know i i just feel like the the one beautiful thing is is how how multi-dimensional they are as characters and how different they all are from each other and i think also just that putting all of them together in one piece um 
speaks a lot to how they were created to be so separate, um, but how they all have this like this connection, um, you know, and this love for Wakanda. And so, yeah. We're Disney fans and we're talking about the fan within all of us. We know this is a tough choice, but what is your favorite Disney movie? I would say traditionally, I would say The Lion King because Mm, classic. Um, (laughs) And it is it is just man, I don't know. There's a million things I could say, but Lion King is one of the one of the best stories ever made. And mm-hmm. and then, but at the same time, like in more recent years, I would have to um, say Wally <laughs> from Pixar mm. because it's nice. my favorite Pixar movie, and it's more recent. And I just I don't know I I love satire and I love thinking about <laughs> the future and mm-hmm. you know where we're gonna be and I think they brilliant brilliantly did that put that together um so those are my two choices strong picks nicholas strong strong picks okay so we we talked about your artwork your amazing art and we're clearly talking about your fandom now are you ready to take that to the next level though are you ready to take on the insider five um maybe yes (laughs) yes i'm gonna say yes (laughs) <laughs> I love the confidence kind of delayed there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. The Insider Five. What is your earliest memory of being a Disney movie fan? Wow, going to Disney World. Um, yeah, when I was in middle school. Aww. And cool. Yeah, yeah, going to Disney World. So you just received an invitation to a Disney-themed costume party. Who or what do you dress as? Ooh, um, <laughs> um, I, I have to go with, I have to go with T'Challa, Black Panther. Nice. <laughs> Gotta do it. What kind Love of flavor? Okay. It's Disney karaoke night. What song do you sing? A whole new world. <laughs> Don't you dare close your eyes. That. And specifically that line. <laughs> Just that line on repeat? <laughs> yes. Don't you dare close your eyes. Very, very strong pick. And I love that you sang it for us, so I mean, oh, yeah, that's yeah, up yeah. to you. Uh, <laughs> Bring in your A-game. Okay, if you could only ride one ride all day at a Disney park, which would it be? Woo, man, I've always been... <laughs> I've always had a tough time with that. Um... Oh, can I say um, the um, the Pandora? Um, yeah, the Pandora one in Animal Kingdom because nice. that that's just that's just top notch right there. It is. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the world there it was created. Goodness yeah. gracious! Amazing. Okay, this is the last one. Which Disney character has the best life advice, and what is it? I feel like it's it's Wally and I don't even know if he has like words that he says that specifically tell you what his advice is but it's just like in the way that he the way that he goes about life like like telling you like he tells you what's important without saying anything like that time when he like mm-hmm. he found this <laughs> he found this this um 
this ring, this diamond ring, and then he like throws out mm -hmm. the diamond ring and then keeps the the case <laughs> because it's useful. Stuff like that. <laughs> he, he's he was he's wise beyond his years. Wise man. <laughs> I've got to say, I would expect any less from you, Nicholas. Answering this question out of the box with a character that doesn't speak. <laughs> I Man, like it though. Speak. They speak with their actions. He speaks with his actions. So yes. I'd have to say very mm -hmm. strong pick because very relatable. A lot to very, learn very from relatable. Nick. Yeah. Well, I want to say it's been an absolute yeah. pleasure to talk to you today. And can I just say that you're owning life. I love it that you have so much success with just humility and with so much heart and it's nice to see where you're at and that that kickball team that we joined mm. that had no wins had no, no wins. impact on this success this successful no, journey it, it was it was part of the journey and it, it's it's part of it's an important part of my journey <laughs> it is well thanks so much for being here it was an absolute pleasure thank you lisa that's our show thank you for joining us so you don't miss any upcoming episodes, subscribe and follow Disney Movie Insiders Presents. And while you're there, we'd love if you gave us a rating and review. And before we go, be sure to enter the code FANWITHIN, that's FANWITHIN, as one word, at DisneyMovieInsiders.com or our app. The code expires August 31st, 2021 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. Membership is required, limit one redemption per account. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com for terms and conditions. We'll catch you next time, Insiders, with more Disney movie magic.